peace be with you as we celebrate our eternal God. Seeing that God has come to us in his eternal nature, in all the compassion and love of Jesus, is reason for trust. God has eternally and victoriously triumphed. We have eternal reasons to celebrate our God every day and forever. Our God is eternal. And so we worship in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption. Join in the hymn of all creation, for the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign. And so we turn to our God this day and remember that the scriptures tell us, As for man, his days are like grass. He flourishes like a flower of the field, for the wind passes over it, and it's gone. Its place knows it no more. But, we affirm, the steadfast love of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting on those who fear him. And his righteousness is given to the children's children, to those who keep his covenant and remember to do his commandments. And so we affirm the Lord has established his throne in the heavens and his kingdom rules over all of us for all of time and eternity. And so we turn to you, eternal God. Be merciful and gracious and abounding in steadfast love to us. And we affirm the Lamb who was slain has begun his reign in the name of our victorious Savior Jesus. I announce the grace of God to you, and by the command of Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Eternal God, fill us with your word and spirit that we may have the hope and confidence in your infinite and loving will for us through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. As we celebrate our eternal God, we turn to his word. First, from the book of Genesis, chapter 3, beginning at verse 8. 
Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, Oh, the woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, Well, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our epistle lesson is from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 4, beginning at verse 13. Paul writes, It is written, I believe, therefore I have spoken. Since we have that same spirit of faith, we also believe and therefore speak, because we know that the one who raised the Lord Jesus from the dead will also raise us with Jesus and present us with you to himself. All this is for your benefit so that the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. For we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel is from the Gospel of St. Mark, the third chapter, beginning at verse 20. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. 
When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said, he's out of his mind. And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, he's possessed by Beelzebul. By the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. So Jesus called them over to him and began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand, his end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Truly I tell you, people can be forgiven all of their sins and every slander they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They're guilty of an eternal sin. He said this because they were saying he has an impure spirit. And then Jesus' mother and brothers arrived. Standing outside, they sent someone in to call him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they told him, Your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. Who are my mother and brothers, he asked. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him, and he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. This is the gospel of the Lord, and praise to you, O Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God has no beginning, and he has no end. He just always is. Unchanging and constant. Always and forever God is unending and everlasting. God is eternal. Well, and so now Jesus had left his followers, and he had ascended into heaven in glory. And from the gates of heaven he had sent the Holy and Living Spirit back to his disciples. And now he wanted them to explain and share this, that God is eternal. He had had given them a pretty good idea of what it looks like. Resurrected from his grave alive, 
Jesus showed them what eternal really looks like. Glorious and graceful. With love and comfort and peace and strength. With almighty power. Eternity is full of light and freedom and victory. Looking at Jesus resurrected and ready to return to heaven, well, it was easy to see eternity in him. The challenge, though, that Jesus had now left them with was to tell everyone that we will know eternity, that we can always be confident in our faith that the eternal of God is ours in the victory of Jesus. And so, his followers set out to share this. And amazing things began to happen. We jump ahead 20 years later, and here is a man who's named Paul. He was not even a part of that first group of followers that had seen Jesus ascend into heaven. But amazingly, Jesus had personally shown Paul his eternity. Now, Paul's job had been to get Jesus' followers to stop sharing their excitement about the eternity of Jesus' triumph. But now, now God had knocked Paul off his horse and set his life in a new direction. Now Paul was the strongest of voices for Jesus. As Paul traveled around, his story just kept getting more and more compelling. He tells us that he was hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not, not destroyed. They could throw him in prison. He could be in a shipwreck. It didn't matter. It just made the story more compelling. Hearing Paul tell you about everything he had been through, well, you and I are inclined to believe him when he says, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we're wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Paul is telling us what it feels like to be touched by the eternity of God. Even when everything around you is imperfect and broken, God is still eternal. So Paul is bold and almost defiant in this when he tells us, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. 
Paul is telling us, and he is telling his friends in the Greek city of Corinth, that looking through the lens of God's eternity, your troubles get smaller and more temporary. That day, when Paul had been riding his horse towards Damascus, threatening to put Jesus' disciples into prison, suddenly Paul saw a light from heaven flash around him. He found himself on the ground, and he tried to stand up, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing he could only see one thing, a man, a glorious and strong man who said, I am Jesus. Paul, why do you persecute me? Paul was looking at our eternal God and he could see nothing else. Paul had been blinded and he'd be without sight for three days. But when God gave him back his vision, the first thing Paul wanted to do was to be baptized into the name of Jesus. Now, I think Paul is remembering that moment of blindness in his life when he could see nothing but Jesus. When he tells us years later, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. By the faith given to us by God, you and I, we can look past the parade of fallen and broken things that are just temporary and fleeting. Instead, we look toward the one we call the Ancient of Days. And we sing to thee, great one in three, eternal praises be. Hence evermore, Thy sovereign majesty, may we in glory see, and to eternity love and adore. Apparently, when he was a very young man, Paul had learned the trade of tent making. It was a good skill to have. You could always make some money. A lot of people lived in tents while they were grazing animals or farming. And, well, the tents would wear out and they would need to be repaired or replaced. And even the best made tent would not last forever. And I love what Paul does with this insight as... One translation puts it this way. Now we know that if the tent we now live in must be folded up and put to rest, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. 
Paul, of course, is really talking about our human bodies. That tent, that tent that you have that has stood with you in many places, that tent that has traveled with you all your days and sheltered you, when it's folded up and put to rest, we have an eternal house to move into. God is eternal, and already today, that sets us free. God is eternal, and that means he's not just a part of our future hope. God is eternal in this present moment, in this day, in all of the days, ever that were and ever shall be. Now, clearly, on some days, it's going to be more obvious than others. Adam and Eve, our first parents, had such a day. What a day. Somehow in this day, things had gotten a lot more complicated than they had ever imagined. New, confusing voices had come. And now... New and different emotions, shame and guilt and blame. But nothing had changed for God. He is forever eternal. In every moment, He is sovereign and infinitely and eternally wise. So, God came walking into the garden in the cool of the day, looking for Adam and Eve. And in all of his eternity, God first needed to give his righteous judgment. And then he wanted to give his loving redemption. Well, that was a day. Clearly, all of God's eternity could be felt on that day in that moment, even if it all was too awesome to understand. We keep looking and listening because all of God's eternity might just be packed into the next short conversation that you hear. We listen in as Jesus' growing popularity forces him now to defend himself and justify his actions. When others wish him harm and want to exclude him, Jesus responds by telling a crowd of people that he considers them to be his family. They are his brothers and sisters and mother. And with just these few words, Jesus is speaking to us. So clearly do we hear in these words of the eternal day in which he will take this love of us to his sacrifice on the cross, marking for all of eternity 
that He is our Savior. So, in the loving spirit of Jesus, we can rejoin Paul sailing around the Mediterranean Sea, so busy, so inspired, just wanting to say again and again, yes, our eternal God, the Ancient of Days, is victorious. And with Paul as our companion, we will remain as humble as he. If our eternal God needs to guide us and tell us, no, no, not that way, turn here. Instead, let's go this way. We'll be ready to follow his eternal wisdom and his providence, his foresight, and his care is eternal and absolute. With our God-given faith and our hope and our trust, we celebrate this Ancient of Days always there for us, eternal with no beginning and no end to his victorious love, let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Great and good Father, ancient of days, we praise and thank and worship you today. With no beginning and no end, may we be blessed with faith and hope and trust in you, our eternal God, in Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, Born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to send your offering to our church by mail. Thank you. Bless you.
let us pray for all of God's people and for all people in need throughout the world. Almighty God, be with each of us that we may always have hope that in your eternal way, you may bless us with your mercy and grace. Good Father, we bring you the things that trouble us. We bring you the things that we fear and the things that we cannot do anything about. We ask for you to take these things and reshape them into what you want for us. O Lord our God, Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy. Holy Lord, grant us faith and courage so to believe in the love of Jesus Christ and how your grace can change things. Grant to us the ability to readily share your forgiveness and compassion. O Lord our God, Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy. Gracious Father, bless us in our families that a spirit of faith and hope, compassion and empathy would help us to live in harmony. We ask you to soften hearts, open eyes and ears, and give us grace and mercy to share with one another. O Lord our God, Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy. Great physician of body and soul, Grant healing to the nations. We ask your blessing for those who especially need your care and all for whom we name in our hearts. Give hope to the tired and weary, justice to the oppressed, and grace to all who suffer. O Lord our God, Kyrie eleison, Lord, have mercy. Holy Father, who dwells in unapproachable light and eternal unity with the Son and the Holy Spirit, unto your everlasting care and mercy, we entrust these prayers. Confident in your grace, hopeful of your mercy, and trusting in your unfailing love. To you be all glory, both now and forever. Amen. We thank you, Father, that Jesus has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Together we worship our great and eternal God by saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. 
Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.